0: You're listening to Taxpayers Australia's News and Insights Podcast, TaxRap.
1: Hello listeners, welcome to the TaxRap Podcast, episode 157. I'm Steve Burnham, and joined once again by David Ebden Hello David. Hello Steve. Um, thanks for joining us everyone, and we're here to talk about the taxation of termination payments, which is, uh, David came up with that topic. It's a bit of a dire topic, but uh, but maybe not. I uh, was myself the recipient of a termination payment a redundancy a genuine redundancy mm. a few years ago and that was um that helped out greatly because i've been with the company for um 25 years so um uh, that would have been a nice uh, it was sign. a nice payout it was great so you know mortgage free etc that's uh, that really helped anyway not everyone's in that position but it does happen terminations can happen for a lot of reasons uh mm. not always positive great. um so david you've said that um in selecting this topic, that there's a few things to run over, as in the taxation of different types of termination payments uh, can be different. So, can you run over what the differences are?
0: Yeah, of course, Dave. Um, as, as you say, this is a somewhat dire topic, but um, it does ha- happen. Though. Exactly. But yeah, having dealt with uh, a few queries <coughs> uh, uh, to relating to termination payments over the past. Uh, Few weeks, really? I've realised that there are a few uh, little things that people don't know, and I just thought it would be wise to um, yeah, yeah, of interest to the listeners to uh, hear a little bit more about
1: yeah, them. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Is that int- right? You've had a few um, inquiries recently, so early in the year. Yeah, correct. Uh, bosses must be reassessing their needs for people. But anyway, yes,
0: yes, I, I've been made redundant twice over the course of my. Really, okay. uh, both times have been in January, just after Christmas. <laughs> so, um, Well wow. I, I guess it's that time of year—the January
1: it? effect. It's like yeah. the, the apparently there's the January January effect in hospitals. Hmm. It says if you can avoid being in hospital in January, it's probably a better choice if you have a choice. But anyway, termination okay. L- another term—termination. Termina- what are we looking at?
0: Correct. So the ATO lists uh, half a dozen steps. Right, uh, of things that we should. What well, steps to help us work out the ETP? Oh, the well, ETP is uh, the employment, employment termination payment. That's correct. Right. Yep. Correct. Sorry. Um, so the first stage is uh, you need to look at what payments are to be included in the ETP. Right. Then we look at payments for accrued um, annual long service leave. Oh yeah. Yep. Um, if listeners think I'm just going through them, we'll drill down into each one in more detail sure. in yep. a moment. Uh, the Third step is um, the tax-free amount if determination is because of a genuine redundancy or early retirement scheme. Okay. Yep. There is a full step which we uh, won't touch on today, as it covers um, work done before one July nineteen eighty-three. Oh God. And uh, that's well, that's older than I that's am. History. That's history. What 35, yeah. 36 years ago. <laughs> so um, the next step would be how much of the ETP would be taxed at a concessional rate. Right. And the final step would be the necessary amount that you need to withhold and how to complete the payment summary.
1: Oh, that's for employers, yeah. Correct. Yep. Okay, all right. And um, is there any conditions? On, on, does payment have to be made straight away upon termination of employment or is there a grace period? Or
0: Yeah, ideally, um, although a payment must generally be made within 12 months of the termination to qualify as a ETP and receive the uh, concessional tax treatment. All right, otherwise... Otherwise, the payment will become part of the recipient's accessible income oh. and would therefore be taxed at the um, uh, necessary marginal rate. For them, okay, Correct. not for their situation. All right. Um,
1: so you said that determine if a payment is or is not an employment termination payment
0: or ETP. Um, what is an ETP and what is not? Uh payment that is an ETP would be uh, severance pay, um, uh, genuine redundancy, Or early retirement scheme, right? uh, A gratuity or a golden handshake. Oh yeah. Um, And just general payments in lieu of notice of termination. And what about what are not ETP? Uh, Accrued leave payments for unused annual leave and long service leave. Yep. Um, Genuine redundancy or early retirement scheme payments up to the tax-free limit.
1: Ah, well, there's a tax-free limit. We'll have to get back to that
0: in a minute. We will. We will um salary wages allowances bonuses and incentives that are owing to the employee for work done or leave that has already been taken oh, right. yep and um of course any superannuation benefits yep yep or um advances or loans that have been made those sort of things so listen, we just talked about a tax free limit
1: um can you you better spell that out a little bit
0: okay so the uh tax free limit is uh little formula for everybody. Right. Is uh, the base amount plus the service amount multiplied by the years of service. So it, that's the service amount multiplied by the years
1: of service added to a base amount. Yes, correct. Yes, right.
0: if you're going down the, um, I suppose, the order of doing it. Right. I suppose is that bod mass, bid mass? Yeah. Well, <laughs> um, so the base amount and the service amount are indexed annually. Okay. So, for example, um, in the 2017-18 financial year, the tax-free limit is equal to $10,155. Okay. So, that's the base amount. Yep. Plus uh, $5,078, which is the service amounts multiplied by the years of service. Okay. So, therefore, for 10 years service, the tax-free limit for the year ended 30th of June 2018... Would be um, five thousand and seventy-eight times ten, yep, um, which is fifty thousand seven hundred and eighty, plus ten thousand one hundred and fifty-five, right? The base amount. Base amount, yep. Which would uh, result in sixty thousand nine hundred and thirty-five.
1: Sixty thousand nine hundred and thirty-five. So that would be
0: the the tax-free component, tax-free component. correct, of a genuine redundancy oh, or right. early retirement scheme payment. Yep. And that will be shown at lump sum D on the employee's PAYG payment summary.
1: Okay, all right. A redundancy genuine or non-genuine? What's, how do we determine if it is genuine or non-genuine? Or is there, do they spell it out?
0: Uh, a genuine redundancy is um, is what we, I suppose what we think of as a traditional redundancy, uh, you know, where the, the job runs the, out. Yeah, the job's abolished, uh, yep. no more. Yep. So when the employer has made a decision that the job no longer exists, and the employee's employment is to be terminated. Yep, yep. Um, a non-genuine redundancy occurs if the employee is dismissed because they've reached a retirement age. Right. Uh, they leave voluntarily. Yep. Uh, has their contract terminated or is uh, dismissed, for you know, whether it be for discipline or inefficiency. Right, okay.
1: Um, I, I've heard too that um, a genuine redundancy can occur in a sort of, sort of a takeover. Where company A and company B each have, say, a CFO, and there were t- so there are two CFOs, they, they still need one, so the position's still relevant um, that person A or B can be um,
0: correct. That's given the
1: flick and uh, get a genuine answer.
0: Yeah, Yeah. again, a, a company doesn't need two CFOs, does it? So um, yeah. somebody's position is no longer needed. No longer yeah, existent. One if they ask for volunteers or not, I don't know, that's, that's <laughs> the
1: mechanics, that's up to the company to.
0: Yeah, I know some places do. When uh, you know there's mergers and
1: yeah, they ask for hands up. Yeah, yes, yeah. they do. So it and still happens.
0: Um, it does unfortunately.
1: Yeah, yeah, but still. Um, but retirement. You mentioned early retirement schemes. So not a normal retirement when you reach retirement age. It's it's something
0: uh, earlier than that. I must admit, I'm not sure how all that how that works. An early retirement scheme is a plan that offers employees um, incentives to uh, retire early or resign when the employer is rationalising or reorganising their business operations, okay. as we um, were just speaking about. Yeah, so yeah.
1: reorganising reorganizing operations, mm. etc. And again, it's a volunteer or non-volunteer, I suppose.
0: Yeah, correct. And, and these schemes have got to meet certain conditions that have been uh, dictated by the ATO. All right. Uh, so from the ATO here, they've said that an early retirement scheme will generally be approved when it meets... uh the following conditions it is available to broad groups of employees such right. as all employees right. that have been hired by the organization who have reached a particular age and with a particular occupational skill ah okay so you can't just offer it to one tax specialist you've got to, offer oh, okay. it to so each and every one
1: all tax specialists with red hair that who joined the company after july last year are uh, offered this Whatever, whatever, yeah, I'll m- make ma- it up. Maybe not with the red hair. No, no, <laughs> we don't have any. <laughs> <either>. yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, okay, so to um, a group of employees.
0: Yeah, correct. Mm-hmm. And um, the second part is that it is part of a plan to reorganise business operations. Uh, the company that's implementing the um, retirement scheme must be able to show that they are implementing the scheme to achieve a specific short term objective. Yeah. So these objectives might include. Replacing employees with a particular set of skills yep. with employees who have different skills.
1: Or robots. Yeah.
0: <laughs> the closure, relocation or reduction in output of part of the business operations. Okay. Or as uh, you just uh, rightly mentioned, the introduction of new technology. Oh. <laughs> so. I didn't
1: know that. Okay, new technology,
0: okay, which could be robots. <laughs>
1: <clears throat> now, David, um, earlier in the, uh, the session you mentioned that uh, there was a... A concessional rate of tax applied to a portion of an ETP so I'm assuming there's like a threshold there's a cap or something that yep. where yep. that applies cap that... is,
0: the, uh, is cap? the correct word okay so um, yep there are two caps right um the first is the ETP cap which is um it's firstly it's indexed. Annually, right. So in the seventeen eighteen year, it's um, two hundred thousand dollars. Okay. Yep. Uh, and it's also reduced by any earlier ETPs paid in the same income year and buy any earlier ETPs for the same termination, regardless of when they are paid.
1: Oh, OK. Well, that, that sounds unlikely, but still, it's, well, you, you've got you, to mention it, I suppose. You could make got a got career
0: of out of being an <laughs> incompetent person and uh, <laughs> going from place to place. It puts
1: another slate on the Terminator. Yeah, <laughs> goes around being terminated and getting an ETP.
0: I'd like to see that film. Yeah. Um, the And the second cap is the whole of income cap, which is... Um, $180,000, right? and right. it's reduced by any other taxable payments, such as salary and the taxable components of the early ETPs, right. if applicable, received by the employee in the same year. So which cap applies when? Um, well, it depends on the type of payment, Steve. Right. Uh, for example, uh, genuine redundancy payment and uh, the golden handshake yep. that I mentioned earlier might be subject to different caps. Which cap applies depends on the type of payment. Uh, the ETP cap yep. is applied to the excluded payments, mm-hmm. what are, what are they, what so are they? genuine redundancy, oh, yeah. early retirement scheme, yep. payments that would have been for a genuine redundancy, uh, compensation payments, right, uh, and death benefit ETPs.
1: Compensation payments, as in injury and yep. all uh, that discrimination. Unfairly,
0: special discrimination. Okay, yep. Yep. and um, for all other ETPs, yep, uh, you apply the lesser. Of the ETP cap yep. and the whole of income cap,
1: ah, okay. so these
0: are the non-excluded payments and include um, golden handshakes, non-genuine redundancy payments, right, payments in lieu of notice, and payments for unused sick leave or unused um, annual days off, rostered days off, right, right, whatever your organisation calls them. Just while we're on this subject, though, yeah, the yeah. only exception to uh, these cap rules is if you make multiple payments to the employee for the same termination, Oh. Yeah. Uh, the ETP cap is reduced by the other payments even if they occur in different income years It ah. could then be lower than the whole of income cap.
1: So if someone has a, a, another of those payments, not necessarily at that time, yep. that you can reduce the... If it's staggered over... Staggered, yeah, yeah. for some yeah, reason. Correct. I suppose cash flow reasons would be the yeah. one of the reasons. Uh, you mentioned whole of income cap amount, that's actually got me uh, a little stumped, David. Um, uh, how do you work that? What was it, $180,000?
0: Yeah, correct. So the whole of income cap, as I've already mentioned, is $180,000, yep. and it's reduced by any other taxable income earned in the income year, Right. either before or after receiving the um, ETP.
1: Oh, okay. So, okay. Hence, whole of income. Okay. Correct. Yeah.
0: For the purposes of withholding from the ETP, yep. you work out the cap based on the employee's taxable income before they uh, are terminated. Okay. If the employee earns more taxable income in the same income year after the termination, you know, if they get another job, oh, yeah. they may pay more tax on their ETP when they lodge their tax return. Mm. And that's because the taxable income earned after the termination will further reduce their hold of income cap. Okay. Well, a bit of a kick when you're down, but yeah. if, you, if you get another job, I suppose. That's well, so it. It's back on your feet, isn't it? Yeah, so yeah. <laughs> your fair game to the ATR. <laughs> Yeah, the whole of income cap takes into account other taxable income that the employee... Earns. Oh, you mentioned that. Yeah. Such as such as what? Such as uh, salary uh, and wage income, right. bank interest, oh, bonuses yeah. um, and accrued leave that oh. may have been paid when the job was terminated. Oh, right. Yep. And uh, conversely, uh, taxable income does not include um, reportable fringe benefits, salary-sacrificed items... Um, reportable employee super contributions plus the super guarantee yep. as well as uh, reimbursements of work-related expenses. All oh, right,
1: OK. Um, now, withholding must be... Um, an employer to make withholding um, for these ETPs um, may or may not be complicated. I don't know. H- what's the situation?
0: Uh, it, it can get complicated, as with um, most things. Yeah. So the employer... Firstly, um, needs to withhold from the taxable component of the ETP at the correct rate. Yep. Um, you know, it, you, you can't give a specific rate because it depends on the applicable cap. Oh, of course. And for the life benefit ETPs, whether the employee has reached the preservation age. Yep. Um, on the ETP payment summary of the employee, you need to make sure you enter the appropriate codes, and. Uh, as with an ordinary payment summary, yep. you need to make sure it's issued within 14 days of paying the ETP. Okay.
1: Oh, I, do, um, I think I keep saying this every week, but uh, it does sound more complicated than I thought it was. <laughs> oh, <No>, that's tax for you. That's tax for We're learning all the time. And it's a topic that we may or may not need to know about at some stage, but uh, it's good to have the knowledge, the info up your sleeve, just in case, in case you have a client who comes and wants to know a bit more about it. Okay. Uh, thanks again, David.
0: Thank you, Steve. It's a pleasure as always.
1: Uh, Thanks for being with us listeners, please come back next week.